Welcome to Light the Sky, episode four of our police discography, where we have reached Ghost in the Machine, 1981, released October 2nd, and uh, well, yeah, it's going to be their last album uh, before their uh, final album, and it's going to be the album that uh, I suppose is also on Rolling Stone's list of 500 albums, greatest albums of all times. Um, you know, if you're not sure why the police keep reaching that list, well, listen on. We might share our opinions, or maybe you do think that, and you just want to turn it off now because this is not the show where we just love everything. We are four guys with four opinions. None of us grew up in this era, so it's a lot of fun to go back and listen to some of these albums uh, with a, a blank slate, more or less. Obviously, the police has been ingrained within the consciousness of everybody on this planet, but some of these deeper cuts are worth talking about, and that's what we do on this show. Again, we go track by track album by album so uh, maybe we'll show a little appreciation for some of the deeper cuts uh, we've got a new producer he's bringing some new people into the studio uh, we finally got an album title in English uh, will that carry <laughs> through for the rest of the record I don't think it will unfortunately but uh, hey we've got a little uh, Greek in our titles here too so just to be a little pretentious uh, we had to do that Omega Man with the uh, Omega character. But hey, it's the police and pretension is what you get. Punk rock roots, pretentious songwriting. What a mix. And now we're throwing <laughs> horns into the mix. It's the 80s. It's time for some new wave. It's time for some pop. Uh, we're going to shoot for the charts and we're going to try to shoot high. So we've brought on producer Hugh Padgham, uh, who Adam. is famous. Padham, yeah, who is famous yeah. for... Um, uh, his later work with Phil Collins, and I also believe the earlier Phil Collins in the air tonight, obviously, uh, being a year before, uh, being yeah. a huge hit. But uh, yeah, um, let's get into tonight's album and uh, opening our discussion tonight. Chris, your thoughts on Ghost in the Machine? Um, yeah, I will agree with what you said as far as, yeah, there's some great deep cuts on here, which is a nice change of pace, <laughs> considering uh, some of the issues I had with some of the other uh uh, but yeah, I love yeah just the muscular and dark feel of the record uh, for the most part. Uh, it's got that kind of that electronic, that type of electronica that I really like, where it just kind of it fills you up you know, with the drums and the production. It just really, really gets you. Um, the only issue I had, though, is that there's quite a bit of horns on here to the point where sometimes they just kind of blend together and yeah, don't really distinguish themselves. Like if you hear it's kind of like what phil collins did a little bit but at least he made that kind of a part of his style where here it just feels kind of like they're just throwing it in like salt like on something where it's not really and it's a little too much for my taste i wish they would have kind of pulled back on some of it, especially in the on, the, on side two um but overall out of 10? uh my out of 10 will be uh 7.5 i might boost it but uh yeah, some of my favorite moments though here uh are on this record i will admit that Okay. Being honest with your critiques, for sure, 7.5 puts it pretty high for you as far as police goes. Next up tonight, Alex, your thoughts on Ghost in the Machine? Yeah, I, I want to say I'm kind of around similar territory. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Um, you know, I, I knew most of the hits, at least three of the four singles on this record going into it. Um, but I was doing a little bit of research and some people rate this record very high, but then on all music, I think it was rated either second worst or even worse if you look at it from like a user rating. But then, you know, some musicians that I look up to have, you know, especially more like in the ska kind of punk rock 90s uh, genre have cited this album <laughs> as an influence. Um, so this was a bit of a grower on me, especially with some of the deep cuts. I listened to it and... 
a lot of the deep cuts weren't really standing out to me, but you know, I listened to it a few more times today. I got the original vinyl out and put it through the open back headphones and it sounded great. And, Mm -hmm. um, for the first time in the whole discography, I have had a moment where I have discovered a new favorite police song that I did not know ahead of time. Uh, this like these that that hasn't happened up until now. I mean, all of my favorites have been stuff I've already known, but this is one where it's like, holy shit! I'm glad we did this because now this is like a top five police song. So, uh, the only other thing I'll say is there are a few <laughs> songs on here where I feel like they're too long. Um, they don't change. It's kind of the same groove the entire song, and it, it just gets a little repetitive. Um, so I'm not so sure about those. But overall, I think it's pretty uh, cohesive, I think I would say. So 7 out of 10 on this one. Solid score so far. Kevin, where are you? Yep. If you were looking at a stock chart of this album when I was listening to it, it would have been like started really high. It would have come down, and then it would have recovered yeah, a little I, bit. You would have a bit of like a recovery. Like an IPO. <laughs> like an IPO. In, in other words, yes. But this is not the police's initial <laughs> public offering. It is their yeah. fourth record. Um, I'll, I'll leave it with this. I will start actually yeah. at a 7 out of 10, which shows you maybe how much I like where they are. But... Uh, I think Alex already touched on it. There are four songs, I believe one after another, in my opinion, that just take one idea and beat it yeah, to I agree. death. Oh, great. guys, I got a, a, I got a riff. Hammer too. I got a riff, guys. Okay, six minutes. Let's do this. Guys, I got another one. Okay, that's a song. Got another one. That's a song. And it's mm-hmm. just like stick some horns over it. And if you looked at these in like a modern day, if this was like you booted up Logic Pro Tools, you just see about five, six tracks. Click the loop button. There you go. Have some bring in Sting. Write you know write some lyrics and call it a day. So I'm going to go 7 out of 10, but I was annoyed. <laughs> okay, well, I will finish this one up. Uh, I am going to um, pretty much share the same thoughts, but I will not be anywhere near as generous. This album is about half uh, pretty solid new wave, early 80s pop. I appreciate the synths. I like the direction they're going with that stuff. Uh, I agree with Alex. There is also a... My new favorite police song, I think, uh, that appears on this album. Uh, It's not a popular song. In fact, it might even uh, be a very unpopular song, according to the charts. Um, But the the other half, unfortunately, is a huge huge batch of what could have been decent music turned to garbage because of, Chris, you said it, the horns. Oh, yeah. They... (laughs) are awful. I have rants saved for later. If you want to hear me rant with examples to back it up, I will be more than happy to indulge in that for you. If you like this album but hate the horns, I've got something prepared for you. Like I you know like the whole piano coming down the the staircase sound like I just yeah. like I just want to just hear those horns just crash down. Like get out of my record. Yeah, they are so bad. So bad on this where, album. It is your... to the point of ruinous. Four point five. Wow. Whoa. Because of the horns. Yeah, I. It was because funny. it's I not start, yeah. the greatest music in the world. 
even without the horns. Like, let's be honest. Some of these songs, if you took the horns out, it just it would be less annoying, but it still would be mediocre. And there's some right. good stuff on here too. But right. those yeah. horns, yeah, that 4. was four point five. Uh, yeah, that was one weird thing where, it, and even the like, okay, the, there's one song, like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then it's like they don't do anything new with the horns either. It's like it's almost like it's filler, like in the background where it doesn't. Yeah, and it just it's more annoying. It's like a sound effect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were times where I felt like those songs almost kind of like blended together a little bit where I couldn't really, you know, which which on top of being irritated in general by the horns also made me kind of like, you know, that's like three, four songs that kind of kind of just don't yeah just disappear. Yeah, I, be- I a, believe an- we might be talking about the same song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's obvious what they are. And and, and there's a, a thing that I can't. We were talking uh, offline uh, at somebody's birthday party this week about a previous show in which uh, I, I coined the term BBW stands for beer bathroom weed and it's that point when you're watching uh the live show where everyone just bails out of the audience and they're either going to get in line for the bathroom get in line for a beer or go smoke a J. and there is a total section of this record when the horns come out it's bbw time for everybody because there is just not a whole lot there uh, at least from my perspective to enjoy but maybe we're wrong you know what why don't you write us a nasty review on itunes if you think so that would be very very helpful we would love to read that so <laughs> anyway uh kevin why don't you pick it up and uh let's get going with some of the good stuff before we uh break out the horns yeah let's hit it off with spirits in the material world What a great, I talked about last record, a Miami beach in the winter vibe that kind of like, let's say maybe more like a, a Virginia beach or a, a Jones beach on Long Island. Like there's kind of got that, that I love the way it just starts out so cold, so synthy, so eighties, just the way that it sets the tone for what you think will be the theme of the record. Um, this, you know, man, machine duality, uh, the questioning of technology and uh, humanity's future uh, as involved as it is just we're in the relationship with that. And, you know, it, it's got such a great opener and the way that the bass almost seems to be going in around the way it complements. I've mentioned it before where I see po- the police as a mechanical watch movement. And sometimes the repeating is very annoying, but sometimes it's very uh, it's very entrancing to just watch it just kind of go in cycles and to watch the cycles go, you know, another round through. And it just, just feels like they're just working together. One gear's moving and the other gear's moving like at, at, at half the speed. And it's just a lot of fun just to listen to that upbeat synth with the, you know, with the, with the, with the bass playing that's going on. It just, uh, and then just that kind of the subtle hi-hat and there's that snappy poppy snare that, that comes in, kicks in and, 
and takes yep. it through the chorus. So yeah, love the coldness to start off with this. You know, it fits the album cover. It fits the theme. I think it's a great opener to this album. Yeah, I, I couldn't say that any better, honestly. And that was something that I was noticing on my most recent listen, uh, like right before the show. It's like, I know I talked about my opening statement. There's definitely, and we all agree, and we all know what they are, the songs that it's like one groove and it keeps going and nothing really changes. And I was trying to think to myself, like, yeah, that's annoying, but also if they're trying to go for like the reggae jam thing, I feel like that is part of the style. <laughs> and maybe that should be more of a live thing, like save it for the live show and don't necessarily put it on the record. But then there are times where, like you said, it's like hypnotizing, where I actually do like it. And I know I, I've talked about him so much on the show already, and I'm not a drummer. I, I If I could, you know, I'm a guitar player. If I could be a instrument in any band, it would be the drums. And I feel like I pay attention to drummers more than I pay attention to guitar players at this point. And I am just completely amazed at Stuart. Just all of my favorite drummers have cited him as an influence. And I get why. Because I feel like he, you know, you got drummers like Neil Peart and John Bonham who had the groove um, and, you know, the technicality and the progness and stuff. But I feel like for, for Stuart, he was so influential to like what kind of like pop rock punk drumming took in like the 90s and the 2000s with just the way he plays and grooves and drives the band like in a maybe less obvious way I think so many people took from his style and I often think like what would this band be like if he was if they just had just like a normal like kind of half-assed drummer (laughs) like he he does so much for this band and like the way he pulls back and does a lot of hi-hat stuff and then just comes out of nowhere with that snare hit and just takes the the verse up to a new level yeah I, i love this song i love watching uh, Sting play it live with his solo band and the various drummers that he has playing with him. It's just, it's such a groove and it's so fun to watch. And yeah, what a way to open up the record. This is definitely one of the the best openers I think they've yeah. they've had. They, and, I, and I would have to say, like, kind of on every record they've had, they've had a great opener and they deliver again here. So yeah for it's a pretty short song isn't it too like two just under three minutes 259 yeah that's not it's always nice yeah when they kind of pull this stuff out in a, in a very short uh uh short amount of time but uh it's funny uh, the the way that's because uh, again i mean the uh, reggae is an important part of uh, Sting's style but i felt yeah the way that he sings the verses was probably the most bob marley he's ever sounded <laughs> the way yeah. that, like I, I closed my eyes and i didn't see sting i saw like bob up on stage with his band yeah just kind of just the way that uh, I don't know if, if I'm criticizing too much because I mean this, the rest of the song is so unique. I just thought that that was really not no. channeling. Not, you're not doing like he's done in the on the last couple of records where he kind of makes reggae his own. Here it, it felt like he was kind of imitating. Uh, kind but of it's his so darn cool with an oh, it is. No, it's, synth. it's great. Like yeah, with an it's more like a strange steel weird drums criticism. or whatever. Yeah. And, and Chris, uh, that's that's what I was saying with some of the songs later on in the record where it's just one idea kind of looping. It's like, yeah, I get that that can kind of get draining to listen to on record, but then that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, if I was watching like a Bob Marley live show back in the day, that's what they would have done. So it's like, if anything, the police are really like playing into that. Oh, we got one groove. Let's just milk it and change it up a little bit with a couple different drum fills and grooves and stuff. And it it made me understand maybe the idea a little more if that's what they were trying to do. Hmm. 
And they and they've also been known to I mean, as far as they get the reggae, then they shift like in the chorus, which is the police. I mean, that's uh, there's no okay. reggae, there's no yeah, it's just and that's <laughs> an interesting thing that they do. Sometimes it works, sometimes it kind of feels like a little bit of a stumble, but. Yeah, I'm not going to give him too much. I just thought, yeah, it's more just an observation, not really a criticism, I guess. Yeah, that it was like, yeah, it was just the most I've seen him kind of <laughs> embrace the uh, yeah, the Caribbean in the in those verses. Uh, yeah, and that opening synth, yeah, that's like that that uh, that Scarface kind of like early 80s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And right in the, he's like, you know, four of them driving down the convertible on exactly. Collins it's, Avenue. It's, and it, it's not any, it's that like 81 to 83. And that's it. Like that pocket mm-hmm. of, yeah. yeah it's, work, a one, work. It's, it's a one way yeah. ticket to the resurrection, is what it is. It, it reminds <laughs> me of early, reminds me of early Magnum PI too, somehow. Even yeah. though they didn't yeah. use as much synth in that era, but it, it was, it just reminds me of Even that. Even the horn. Horns in Magnum PI soundtrack would just whip the butts of the <laughs> horns on this record, but we're not there yet. Oh, I can see Mark's got a bone to pick tonight. That's okay. <laughs> I just had to get a little Magnum PI in there. Like I know it's not the same vibe, but you know it's just kind yeah. of a, that was what seventy nine that came out, and uh, you know, like like this song, although it does sound eighty one to eighty three. It also sounds still timeless. Like it doesn't yeah. sound embarrassingly eighties. Right, especially no, in the chorus. Maybe because I like the eighties, but yeah, especially in the chorus. So like I said, that's the mo. That's yeah, yeah. This is probably one of the stronger kind of hook choruses. Is, is the song where it's yeah? Should it work? Not, maybe not, but it. Yeah, but that just really holds it together and makes it because uh, again, you can. Yeah, that that was one of the other kind of two two songs on here that I do remember from years ago. Like I remember that chorus. Yeah, and wasn't yeah. Tron eighty two? Uh, yes, it was. So, I mean, that's kind of got this, this vibe too. like right there, this, you know, this is 81. So good for them for predating that. It's kind of got that feel. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, let's move on to, uh, probably a song that we would know coming into this. I imagine that's every oh, little Chinese f- major. <laughs> every. Go back and listen to the previous episodes, people, if you want to know what that reference is about. But anyway, this is Every Little Thing She Does is Magic. about this song mm. i wonder if I we're gonna you, be on this i wonder if we're gonna be on the same page yet okay well okay so, okay so a couple things about this song that i might have known just to kind of get beyond kind of like the, the whole poppy you know popularity of this song but i love the chorus of this song and how it's got that swirling chorusy, almost like frank lloyd wright house like Weird. horror like house of horrors okay we're, at, we're, we're on different pages here okay okay no I, I, that's so interesting to have that like that Again, continuing with the theme of the album, it sounds like like a robotic chorus or something, just something very, 
you know, it's a very poppy, bright song, but then it's got this creepy back chorus too that I, I absolutely love. And how is this song, how was this song never placed in a film with a Brat Pack actor yep, in it? Yep, Does yep, now we're on the same page. Unbelievable, this opening, just, just when just you the hear opening, this right here. The opening is so John Hughes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it's just, it's magic. Like, it really is. Like, like in the title. I see Anthony Michael right. Hall. And now, just Alex's warm blanket. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah absolutely. Like, under, and, and, and Molly Ringwald yeah. just walking through, like, the, like, Winnetka <laughs> or something. I will say, I think this song is, like, almost, I don't want to say it's almost perfect, but it's so good, especially that beginning. I will say the, the one part that you commented on that you like about the chorus is the one part of it that I... I don't hate it. I get it, but it's like my least favorite part. And I get why they did it because they really wanted a big earworm. I love the way it builds up. I almost don't like that part because it's almost like a little too much, but I love the way like the be like the tail end of it. The so tail like, end of the chorus the is tail, so good. The tail end of the chorus the and right resolves back into the verse. Exactly. So yep. It's just the it's just like that swirling kind of thing. It's like it's fine. I don't hate it, but it's like maybe my least favorite and it is probably the most popular part of the song. But I mean yeah. it's still great and yeah, that 80s yeah, it's, yeah, this is, is so true. Yeah, I've talked about this before where you have where I'm trying to remember some other examples in their catalog, but uh, yeah, where they connect very different parts that should not work. But somehow it yeah, it becomes you can't think of those parts not being there in that song. I mean, you've got the uh, the verses, which are very you got the piano going very filling where it doesn't sound. And then all of a sudden you jump into this Caribbean beach party kind of where you feel like, yeah, where it just yeah, you feel like uh, you've like it's like whoa where is that coming from like these weird kind of instrument very happy to very somber back to happy and and again like that part that kevin played which i actually had marked as like the 30 seconds uh yeah where it got that slow kind of and it goes back into the uh uh back into the chorus it's just yeah i don't know like, yeah this is one of the songs this is probably uh, going back to my early yeah, listening years as a young music listener um, they're one of my favorite songs, actually. I just remember that hearing that intro for the first time, and it just stuck with me. I mean, this is one of those songs that which was just in my all-time playlist. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those moments that yeah. when they're recording it, it's like, how do you not just look at each other and be like, guys, we got this it. This is it. We, yep, we got this something is it. here. Yeah, this, uh, well, I, I, oh, I, yes, I true. know. I know, Alex, where you're and coming I like, from on this. Yeah. Again, I like when, when a band uses a piano very very delicately like this like i said it doesn't overpower but it just has that simple kind of like a bruce hornsby where it's just i don't know there's just a lot of weight to the melodies that they're yeah. that they're slamming down on the piano and i just yeah this is one of those again it's just a simple little line and with the and again with the synth in back of it and it just i don't know it's like it's like a nice juicy sandwich <laughs> this is the fourth most popular uh police song okay this is on the spotify charts this is it, this is shenzhen is what this one is it feels to me like this is a more mature deeper version of de do 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 de da 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 you know how that. you had those verses that were like oh, yeah Kind of darker, and then you get into this. Oh, where is oh yeah, this, this is definitely. We this commented is, on that last time. Yeah. I feel like they took that kind of idea and and let it mature. Let it, let it breathe. They put it away. <laughs> you know, they they turn the bottle every year or two, like you're supposed to with those wines or whatever. And and then they brought it out, added a couple cents, and they're like, "Here it is. Here it is." And then you're just like, "Wow." This, this is yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but th then you have this. I mean, this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yep. I mean, you could see them build. I mean, they're not just building. The unfortunate thing is that they're just not building at the rate of maturity that we've seen in other bands. Mm-hmm. It's, like it's taking the police a while and they only give it to us like t- once or twice a record. Right. I also like the, yeah, the, uh, the the fade out at the end, which I don't know why, like that was always something I remembered. Like the last, like, uh, yeah, Kevin, if you could play like the last 25 seconds, maybe. Sure. I got that oscillator in the back. I don't know. Oh, I just I love did. that. That yeah. That, uh, that repeating burn, burn, like Wendy yeah. Carlos, you know, yeah. looped Moog or, or whatever. Yeah. That's that's yeah. so. Like, it just they continued with the theme. I love it. Like how they right. started off with this Ghost in the Machine, and they continued with it even through writing a, <laughs> a pop hit. Right. I can tell, Mark. You can just tell you're charged up for this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm waiting for the big fallout, though. I'm waiting for. Okay, yeah, we're, you just we're, might just get silence. You know what? I just you, might. You just might. Let it you sit. might. You get it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Invisible Sun. It's funny, this it was a song that initially, when it started, it had me a little nervous, because, yeah, Kevin, can you play that intro, which is really, like, a weird, cheesy, kind of early 80s sci-fi. I don't know why, if you could do that, just, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> you can see, like, uh, see, like, space, the space coming credits in. Yeah. or something. And then, here we go, then it comes... And it saves itself. It saves itself very quickly. No, I know. I'm, I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, and again, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. Okay, that's the, that's the stuff right there. Yeah, then you get that dark ambient kind of filling electronica that I love so much. Um, yeah, and those, uh, yeah, just, yeah, this is a really, yeah, this was definitely, as far as a true deep cut, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that really stands on its own. Yeah, this is one of those moments. Yeah, uh, nobody's however. requesting this one. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> it is yeah, a no, single, though. It's the. It's actually. It was the first single on the record. Um, it was the first single. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and, the, and I love and I love uh, uh, Stewart's subtle drums in here, uh, especially in the chorus, uh, where you got like this big kind of like smack. You can hear, it, especially with like really good headphones. Um, yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, it's like this big. Kaboom. I know a lot of people complain about that uh, as far as overproduction in that era, but I I thought it uh, it reminded me of like that again, getting into that Peter Gabriel and. Collins of the 80s sound i'm just i know all of us can agree we're just would make sense for this producer yeah we're just right exactly yeah we're all just junkies for that so that was nice so that was nice to see that kind of brought me in a little bit whether it's shabbing shallow or not this is definitely definitely, (laughs) uh stocks on the rise song for me because this is one that i'd never heard before right 
um you know the the i can't say i've heard the first song on this album but you know when you get into it I'm like okay the second song i've heard and then i get onto the third song and this is where i had hope for the album this mm-hmm. is when i was I like agree. man in this row, album like, yeah. this album is yeah you just <laughs> racked up three in a yeah. row and i'm like i am so pumped at this point for the album it's nice and dark you could see it being used in a vice or something oh, it's so terminator yes that too yeah and the, and the guitar playing is just again those subtle little things nice solo yeah, 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 yeah nice. you play 205 in particular kevin if you could uh, cue that up uh I think that was right. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, just that. Yeah. I know you played it, but yeah, I just... Yeah, Yeah, I'd have to agree on that. This was actually a grower for me because when I first heard it, I'm like, this was the one out of the uh four singles well maybe one more but um out of the the four singles where i'm like this is the first single on the record huh interesting yeah, <laughs> and it, and it took a little while but then eventually like on the you last couple <laughs> listens it like hit and it's like okay i got it and i'm also like a, a, a decent fan of uh sting's solo career actually if i remember correctly i feel like my first kind of introduction to sting was uh desert rose that record my mom had it so i feel like i have memories of listening to his solo stuff before i listen to police stuff i could be wrong but um uh, i'm a fan of his most recent studio record which was called 57th and 9th and the second song on that record it's called 50,000. and i uh, i'll put this in the chat if you could start the song right about well if you click on the link it'll play it right about 30 seconds I heard this progression um, when I was listening to Invisible Sound. I'm like, this sounds like a Sting solo song. What is, what is that? And then I figured it out. It was this song. And then I'm looking at the comments, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, this sounds like a classic police song. So, 57th and 9th. That's is he singing about the New York K boutique right there. Yeah, well, he like, <laughs> that's right where that is. I mean, this is like an honestly a great solo record of his. Just play for like 30 seconds or so. Another obituary in the paper today. This reminded me of Invisible Sun. the list of those already fallen. Another of our comrades is taken down. Like so many others of our calling. Yeah, you'll keep we playing it. anecdotes, our commentary. Or we sing his songs in some sad tribute. While the tabloids are holding a story of And then he resolves into this major note right here. He's no longer able to deny or refute. Yeah, so. Just that verse. It's like, yeah, it's very Roger Waters. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the the last Bowie record, that Black Star record. It has that kind of dark. Even the way he sings is very kind of like that. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but as far as the uh, the way that uh, Sting sings the verses, you know what it reminded me of? Um, a little bit like Sid Barrett on the first Floyd record. It's if you can play just any of the uh, any of the verse sections. I don't know if you have any. Uh, I can dial uh, it up. Yeah. yeah, just the way he sings. hear it yeah yeah it's yeah. weird it's got like this very kind of melancholic kind of like uh, self-deprecation or that kind of yeah uh, so the unanimous conclusion uh three for three out of four out of four here seems to be that police going dark 
It's working. Yeah, it, it is. It's working. working. We're liking it. Yeah. yeah. Let's see where we go. <laughs> yeah, let's see where we go. Uh with the next song. I'm not gonna bother <laughs> trying to butcher the French. I'm just gonna say hungry for you, but I believe the French, if you want an English translation, I will always be hungry for you. So we'll just restate the title. I guess the uh, timing is a bit coincidental. This I was recently watching um, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy and one of his early specials uh, from '83. Or you know, very young, you know, full of energy, and he just talking about how everything you say, like whatever you say in French, sounds good. Like it just whatever you can say, this <laughs> the worst thing, and it just sounds so so great. And uh, not here. <laughs> he he, he kind of manages just to make it sound like baby talk again. <laughs> like I'm tired of that. Like I'm really sick and tired of baby talk on my vinyl. Uh, it really just comes across that way to me. And, you know, if we're going to go with a song about being hungry for someone, I'm going to pick this one every time. Oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, Kip I Winger, 1988, be. with Hungry. Uh, hard to believe that's only seven years later. <laughs> Music really moved fast back then, didn't it? But yeah, that's all I'm going to say on this. I'll leave the horns alone for now. Yeah, yeah. here... Oh, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, I was just going to say, this song, um, I understand your qualms with the French here. Um, I didn't... I kind of dug the groove in this song. Maybe because it's less than three minutes. Oh my maybe God. Because, That's maybe crazy. because not. Oh yeah, it is two fifty two. Okay. Yeah, maybe because it's like the first appearance of the horns, and it's fresh at this mm-hmm. point in the album. That's maybe it's because it, yeah, maybe it's just because it it kind of goes, and then you get to the end, and you're like, oh, you know what? That that was some decent. It's a decent change up after Invisible Sun. Invisible Sun is you know. I wouldn't call it the fastball, but maybe it's the curveball a little bit. And then you're waiting for the fastball. The pitcher throws the change up and like, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. I appreciate the pitcher's technique yeah. Yeah, here. Some diversity. Right. That, it worked, that's it so crazy that you say that. Cause like I'm, I'm in the, I was in the same position and I was talking to you before the show and I'm like, all right, there's, there's two songs that I feel are similar that they have kind of one groove and they go on for the whole song and I got to get rid of one of them, and I couldn't decide which one it was going to be. And I was like, well, I mean, I I do like the groove, and it's catchy, and I remember the, and I remember how it goes. And then I looked at the time. Like, I was trying to determine what song is longer, because I got to get rid of the longer song. And then I realized, like, oh, this song is not as actually as long as I remember. 
So I have to agree. It's like it's a good groove. It's catchy. I wrote that exactly. Great groove and catchy, but it's the same thing the whole song. So I was torn on what to do with it. But now that you said that and it's under three minutes, it makes it a more difficult choice. So I'm going to leave it at that, not tell you what I'm going to do, but I'm glad we're on the same page. It's like an interstitial. It really could function. It could function. Not saying it will, but it could be an interstitial. It could be, yes. It's it's funny. Those horns really m- remind me of like those just really dense, like Huey Lewis kind of like mid eighties yes. kind of. Oh, uh, yep. yeah. Which is uh, and here we're in eighty one, but yeah, we've we got what three or four years before. Uh, oh no, before they I took got over. So. Well, I'll share. Uh, it <laughs> okay, um, and I was kind of laughing at it too bad. All you know, those years of French I took couldn't help me here. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it uh, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah, I think that one choral section. Yeah, that had was in English, but. Uh, other than the idea, yeah, this is, I don't know, th- again, I think this is just Sting just kind of throwing his weight around even more so now. Um, but again, this is the first moment of of the horns, and I don't hate it, maybe because because of how much I love Huey Lewis, maybe that's why I just, okay, it works for this. And again, like Alex said, it's a shorter song, okay, it doesn't, you don't get bogged down like we will in a moment, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it, it's, yeah, it's it's fun. It, 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 like I said, here, it's like, okay, you don't... It's fresh here. You don't know. Luckily, it comes before everything else that's, that, that we're about to get into. So I guess you yeah, you got to give it kind of a, a pass. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, it's, it doesn't break any ground, but it, again, it's, a, it's just one of those kind of fun junk food kind of moments. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're we're really wanting to get on to the next song here. <laughs> this <laughs> this is Demolition Man. Yes, that, that was me skipping through yeah. minute by minute of the track. And if yeah, it sounded like thing. it went together. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to make a point there. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I was talking about um, last record. I was uh, talking about how the police seem to have more of an influence from the uh, the McCory Tyner school, like they were more influenced and probably more Andy Summers more than any of the others uh, when it came to more thinking about uh, things in terms of like chordal composition, QU chordal, like going by fourths and just kind of layering and just having a more, you know, having something rooted more in that rather than blues. And it was to their strength. And now here they do something that is just like it's it's like a blues vamp. And it doesn't work at all. Like it just police derived from the blues. Just it, it just it just it feels out of character. It feels icky. Um, I mean, and talk about another song that does not live up 
to its title. Like they gotta, like they come up with better <laughs> titles than songs too often. And here's another one. And I just have, you know, my, my closing comment on this song on my notes is just, thank God it's over. My opening comment on the song on my notes was hate this. <laughs> that, that's, see, that's what's interesting to me because I, I guess this is not considered a single technically, but to me, this was always one of the more popular songs on the record because I think Sting incorporates it a lot in his live show. Mm. So because of that, I've always kind of liked this song. And then I started hearing other songs that kind of do the same thing where it's like they're just doing that one jam the whole time. And I want to say it happens uh, maybe like, yeah, like four or five times on this record. And it's like, well, I mean, I, I have like a love relationship with the song because i like i've known it for so long mm-hmm. but then it's like yeah you know it kind of does do that like what you guys are ex- like explaining so it's like i'm not sure i still love it i i i, I can't like Six i can't i know i can't <laughs> i can't really like separate it from like memories i have with the song and like watching them like play it live and stuff like that but i i respect and like understand what you guys are saying and the fact that it's not a single which i for some reason i thought it was because it's like it was i think it was on the soundtrack to the movie of the same name that i always associate it with being a more popular song but maybe it's not as much as i thought it was i don't know yeah well, so i mean that I was, was oh go ahead go ahead mark well i mean i was maybe you can bring up maybe you got to support this chris but um i was reading uh some other discussion on this album i think i mentioned on steve hoffman form where they were going track by track in in uh, forum format and talking about this and people just talked about they like this song because they just liked hearing summers just burn it up they liked hearing the police burn it up like this is a burner for you like yeah, is, the, is your idea of a fun time mixing in a bit of real coffee in the decaf? Like yeah. what like what about this is a burner? Like just put on some Judas Priest. Like put on some Bodum. Like this is not a burner. Yeah. This is just a plotting layer of of horns and yeah, and just re- repeating yeah, verses. It, it, it just, it's it's burning with potpourri. Let's do that. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not what we're used to. <laughs> yeah, I um yeah, it's funny cuz I I like the overly kind of simplistic lyrics. I know they're kind of uh, but they're kind of brought down by the length of the song uh, and that instrumental section that probably could have been cut down to about a minute, maybe. Because, uh, again, it's like, OK, I mean, because, yeah, they're, I mean, the police, I mean, they're not known for being like, yeah, like a like a blues rock band where you just jam on forever and ever or whatever. Yeah, where they're. But, yeah, I think they <laughs> get to the blues rock bands. They just jam on forever ever and ever. And yeah. Ever. And some of them and they are a lot better at doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's that that's their bread and butter. We're here. It's like we expect. OK, you can, Andy is such a songwriting guitar player that he I don't know if he necessarily has the. Yeah, it's the whatever you want to call it, the foundation to be able to play for three or four minutes, just kind of noodling around because that's just not his style. Uh, but uh, yeah, like I said, I like yeah, some of the lyrics like, yeah, like I'm, I'm a walking nightmare, an arsenal of doom. I kill conversation as I walk into the room. I don't know. It's I like that. Sometimes I like those simple, but yeah, kind of fun goofball lyrics. Uh, and I just wish the song served that more and cut it down by probably about two and a half minutes. Yeah, because I. I, I God, the, the the horn part, like I oh, was I know, fine yeah. with the horns last song, and then by this song, it felt like somebody was taking the nail gun to my head, just yeah, right, 
It's like when you want to put the mute in the horns. You know that they had the horn mute. Just shove it right yeah. in there and take yeah, the horn out of their hand and what, stomp Kevin, on it. Is that you sung that with more energy than these guys, these session players played it? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most lackluster, it's, limp plane that it's I've weird. ever heard out of a horn section. Right, it's where they almost try to use it as a like a percussive, like atonal thing, but it doesn't even work in that context. <laughs> Sloppiest thing. No, you know what I mean. Like I said, it's this not a even wet it's, blanket thrown over the right. instrumentation. Yeah, I was trying to say, yeah, yeah that, that it, helps. Yeah, that it's not. There's like almost no like real like strong melodic feel to it. It almost is just got right there. It's like again, like I guess like we'll say what a wet blanket slapping you in the face. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to make that connection, but yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like it's it's just there, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's almost like somebody like I like nails on a chalkboard. It's like a sound, but is it? A pleasant sound, it, no. If there's one thing yeah. I'm impressed by this song, it's the fact that Sting was able to play this bass line straight for six minutes <laughs> and not cramp up. Yeah. That's probably what I know. But here's the yeah. thing about this song, too, and we don't want to keep railing on this song, but I know Alex has nostalgic ties to it. Is it really a good song? Even if you take out the unpleasant elements of it, is it really a good song? Not really. No, it's, it's too No, I, 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 I know what you... Like, I... I absolutely understand and it's like one of those songs that like maybe got kind of popular and i wonder if it's like i'm looking at and this is not has nothing to do with my you know um love for the song but i was like looking at the uh the plays on spotify and this is one of the more popular ones kind of like compared to the first three songs this would be the fourth most popular song on the album and i wonder if it's one of those things where it's really only popular because Sting has been playing it solo live for so long. Right, and who knows like, how it's yeah, who knows like, how it like, sounds like, alive. Like if he didn't if he didn't include that in there. Like this is one of those songs where it's just like a jam to like let the band kind of improvise and show off and let you know, the bass just kind of holds down the groove and Andy can go wild, he can burn it. You can debate on that if he's doing it or not and like Stuart can go and go nuts. It's kind of one of those like live show off tracks so it does feel like one of those where the singer would be like and on drums yeah you know Stuart copeland and he throwing a couple of fills yep. you know and exactly. on guitar the double bass fly yeah but he's not doing that on the record so yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well. alex uh, yeah have you listened to the live versions on youtube i mean do they how do they sound yeah oh yeah well so i yeah well sorry i didn't cr- want to cut in, yeah, into the no time, no, no yeah, it's, i'm just curious yeah it's fine i mean i have a big tie to like not only do I love the police and Sting on his own, but a, a big reason why like I still follow Sting's solo career a lot is because the one of the two drummers he uses now is Josh Freese, who's played in like Devo and Nine, nice. Inch, <laughs> Nine Inch Nails and Weezer, and like he's like the biggest ses- session drummer in the world. Um, he's his drummer outside of Vinnie Caliuta, and it's I have a, a the DVD where they play in Paris, this Blu-ray. It's Sting live in Paris, and I want to say they play the song on that on that set. And it's just fun, like watching Josh. And it's just, I, it's just kind of ingrained where, like, right. I really watch the drums on this song, and I watch them improvise and do a bunch of stuff. And it's just cool to me for that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool live. So you probably have to I see. Think. It's probably a visual. So maybe it's more in, like in a live setting again. Maybe it's like, that, a, maybe it's like a live. It it's a live song for sure. Like if I didn't have mm-hmm. those memories. And I was just taking it on its face, just listening to this, like the studio version for the first time. I would get where you guys are coming from, for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. Well, maybe that's something to consider. We'll pop on the Sting Live in Paris and see where this one sits. <laughs> but uh, let, let's move on. we got six tracks left. This is Too Much Information. Too much information. Driving me insane. I see the whole 
All right, just to, just to clarify real quick, it is not on the Sting Live in Paris, but it's on his My Songs Live album oh, where he okay. kind of reinterprets old songs and does some live stuff. So that's where I thought of it. Good, Go good ahead. thing we got that in there. All right, perfect. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, this is a, a song in here I really struggled with because, yeah, just that that chorus just irritates the hell out of me. It just has this dissonant kind of slap to the face kind of thing to it. But again, it's one of those subconscious things where I'm criticizing and then I find myself tapping my toe and I'm like, yep. damn it. Yep. Like, why do you do this to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, why? Why sting it? Why do you? <laughs> yeah. But again, I like the rest of it. tapping the skip button. Yeah. And again, I mean, this the, rep- the rep- repetition on here is just a. Uh... And, you know, it's funny. One thing that just came to mind that big main, like, again, that main horn parts reminded me of like the intro to Saturday Night Live a little bit, which isn't. Oh, of... my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn, <laughs> yeah. When they're introducing that here. Yeah. Right there's a part here I want to That is again. Bill. Stuart Bill. 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 Stuart, the science guy. Stuart just makes the song though. That snare sounds so good. Okay, well, I, I want to see. I, I want to see the. Ri- I want to see a written arrangement of this for the horns. Was it just two measures repeat eighty times? <laughs> Was that they didn't even have to use a full sheet of music? It's for so this. tone. It's I, 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 two words that I wrote down for this song: toneless misery. Yep. I, there was a little bit. <laughs> I, of that, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going on. Like, I, it's, the horns, you, I went from okay to absolute hate in two songs. I don't know how it's even possible. Just the I way it's it like, continues I've got a baseline. Dun, 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 dun. All right, three minutes, just roll them. I, I just don't get it. It just never ends. It yeah. sounds like when I would play in these types of bands and we would just jam. Yeah. It's, it's like it's it's like it's like the cosmic it's like the cosmic drift of a show. Yeah, jamming like that, from yeah. C to E the whole night. You just all right, guys. There we go. Jam from C to E. All right, yeah, that's great, guys. That's a good thirty minutes of our time. Yeah, put so it on I, the record. I, I I like. Are you gonna at least develop it? Like, okay, cut. Let's do this. Let's change it up. How about a breakdown? How about a breakdown where it's just Stuart just drumming away for a oh, good eight yeah. measures? Another one come in with a dust. little bass. Another one bites the dust. Hey, like, hey, who, hey. What the heck? I don't care if you want to keep the same groove, but do something, man. I love how they threw in the word overkill in one of the verses, which I did. I saw that, and I again just talking, going, doing what we're talking about. Yeah, it's just that totally <laughs> it made me laugh. I'm like, yes, yeah, so this is overkill over my dead body because I was getting close. Yeah, yeah, I, and then, yeah, this is, again, just, when you get, when lyrics get, yeah, kind of really weird, I love that Sea of Japan to the Cliffs of Dover, I don't know why that, yeah, there's just a lot of weird kind of, this is, again, where you're just trying to push that ceiling, yeah, like, okay, let's just cram as, let's just cram, let's cram, let's cram as, let's cram as much. I mean, you totally had the potential to break it down. For something mm-hmm. like this, like if you're gonna do a jam, it's got to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. it's very no, loud I get, too. I, yeah. I get what you guys are saying. I, I'm almost yeah. boring. <laughs> okay, they... what live version is in the chat here? It's just a like a recent version of or no, 1988 with Sting with the long uh, Fabio hair. And uh, actually, you know what? He looks like the blonde guy that gets told off in Goodwill Hunting. 
How do you like them apples? He looks <laughs> like <laughs> that guy. <laughs> That's good. That's funny. Okay, I gotta stop it here. Why does it sound so much better? Is that live? It sounds what I so much record. better. Yeah, this sounds good. Yeah, the horns are very warm. That, that's yeah. better. That's yeah. that's better. That, that's a tune. Are, are killing it. That's a tune I can get behind. Not this lackluster. I mean, there's something much more defined about the melody too. Yeah, you can it feel it's a lot so warmer. 70s. You can really feel like it just fills the space. Yeah, it's not just a again like a, like I said a slap to the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, I, yeah. That. That, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. actually, uh, Alex, I don't think you saved the song. If anything, you made me mad that this is the version. No, of the I know. I feel the same way. <laughs> no, but there was just something about it where I was like listening to it. I had to I had to go to Walgreens and I was in the drive through picking something up. And I'm just like, I have the album on and there's like a five car line in front of me. And I'm just like listening to the record. And I'm like, okay, this sounds a little better. Just kind of sitting here, just kind of mindlessly waiting to like move my car up the line. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean there are music music to sit and drive through <laughs> yeah and, and exactly not a long list and uh i mean there are definitely other songs on this album that have the same idea and it's like i hate them worse than this but i get what you guys are saying it's like yeah, it's not very inspired just kind of the same groove but I like the Chaz. It, it almost had like a little bit of an older, earlier police vibe to me. It didn't get too poppy and world worldly. Uh, I'm not gonna. Well, I may have ruined something there, but uh, it didn't get too, it didn't get too Sandals Resort for me to the point where there was still a little bit of a darkness to it, where I kind of liked it. But I know what you mean. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's 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 continue. I feel the quicksand rising around our feet as we're trying to pick up and yeah. move. You know, move what I'm getting this. vibe from. I'm getting kind of getting Metallica load vibes where <laughs> Alex is defending it. He's like, "Yeah, I get it. You don't like it. I kind of do because I remember it nicely." But everyone's just bagging on load. <laughs> no, yeah, Oh, did Alex already put in for rehumanizing? Oh no, I'm sorry that I was. Oh, oh I, I jumped the gun here. Oh well, here we go. Uh, here you go. Well, I hope you got something to say for rehumanizing. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, yeah, so I, I jumped in the chat a little early on the wrong song, but uh, yeah, uh, this song can go. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not quite there yet, but okay. <laughs> Here's my comment. When in doubt, compliment the tempo. I appreciate Sting moving a little bit on the bass, but uh, yeah, no. Police putting down twos and fours. It doesn't work. Uh, you Give know this what? to Aerosmith. You know what I want to know? Where's Andy? Where's that? Where did that guy go? Because yeah. I want him back. What happened to the cool chords of walking on the moon and some of those other cool guy ideas? Took a BBW, didn't he? Yeah, he's like a forced BBC, in, probably. He's, <laughs> the poor guy is is like they brought in the horn section, like twenty guys, and he's stuffed in the corner. He's got no space. He's just going yeah. clink, 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 clink. Come on. It's and I hate the way he floods a three-piece with a horn section. <laughs> Who does that? I, and you know what? I hate the way he says humanize. Yeah. It's a humanize. <laughs> I, I can't stick, stand it. Stick in the lips. Blow yeah. it up. <laughs> like, you know, what the, you know what this song is? This is the Peanuts of the album, where it's like that really high-pitched kind of like goofy, even though like the subject matter is probably not goofy, it has that no, kind of vibe. And th I think they do something kind of like that on each, um, like there's almost like the canary in a coal mine, like that one kind of like yeah. goofy commercially kind of song. And it's like, this is the worst, this was the worst try at that. And you know what? Who in three minutes and 10 seconds of song, who repeats a verse? You repeat a verse. I can't believe it. It my jaw dropped when he just took two sections of previous verses and strung them together again. You got to be kidding me! As if you didn't repeat enough in the last four songs, you got to repeat the lyrics. Chris, yeah. you're the lyrical expert. Could you come up with another word uh, to rhyme with runt? Yes, I could, but I, this is a family show. Uh, yeah. Uh, Could they have found a different word? Yeah, yeah but I, I was told I can't be uh, I can't be potty mouth on here. So, oh, uh, I, I, are you guys talking about the runt uh, line? The, yeah. The thing is, though, is that is a that is a much more commonly used word over yeah, there. Yeah, over there. Yeah, I know. Um, what else did I have to say about this? Uh, yeah, again, I, uh, it's sad when you start when you try to be socially conscious or reflect on humanity and it's just bogged down again in horns and just <laughs> noise come up to ruin your party <laughs> right exactly because again yeah i mean again you could say this is kind of generic but again you're distinct talking about yeah just people overstepping their authority or or people unwillingly getting involved in things that might bring the downfall of humanity but again you wouldn't know that know it because of all the noise and all the <laughs> yeah but anyway uh, i digress uh, well yeah if if you didn't have enough of Sting's heavy hand, um, you're going to get slapped across the oh, face with on. it. Oh, come on. I already knew Mark and I were going to be on it. I already knew Mark and I were going to be on it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> this is, ladies and gentlemen, One World Not Three. God damn it, I keep jumping in early. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, good drumming. Good drumming. Thanks, yeah. Stuart. Um, oh, boy. Uh, first of all, his fake things, fake Jamaican accent really annoys me on this, this one. At this point, yeah. Really annoys me. me on it. <laughs> but, of course, yet again, if you're not tired of hearing it, something that might have been okay, not good, completely ruined by uninspiring, toneless horn lines. <laughs> one world. Where is this part here? Uh, one. Hang on. Uh, one, we were heard plenty, but... That ba, ba, da, da, like that's so English okay, so beat though. Let me show you where this went, but but this is what they were trying to do, and this is what the same producer would do. Just a couple years later. Just listen to how snappy and sharp and just yeah. just 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 perfect those lines are. Now you want to make the argument, okay, this is they weren't there yet. It was going to take some time to develop. It's 1980, it's eight, late 1981. This studio is recorded in 84 probably. You know, they're just not there yet. Well, let me tell you what else was going on during that time. Little bit of earth wind and fire. What a what horn a section. And, and what are they doing? What's the police doing? Yeah. Like the band doesn't want to be yeah. there. You know they what? showed up for a check and they left immediately after. <laughs> you know what it sounds it's like? I was like, in plenty yeah. of bands that did that. And you know what? This is worse than that. It's really weird. It sounds you know, like, like again with those two other examples where you feel you feel like it's yeah the horns like all the the quality of the note comes in at a hundred percent. Where here it feels like they're not even blowing into their instruments. Like it, like it's like thirty percent. Like you blow it in, it's like okay, it's there, but it's not quite. And it's like they're blowing. It's like they're not blowing it in tune. It's just like almost there, like <laughs> like you're caught. You're caught. It's like you're coughing into the uh, or, or whistling into the into the uh, into the mouth hole or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, it's let not. Me, let me yeah. reiterate where we are in the world of the police, where we were. Remember that stuff, guys? Yeah. I guess <laughs> like, can you believe you know, this is on the same album? <laughs> you know, Maybe you know what, you know what I'm about to say. This is this is that moment where I go into my notes on this song and <laughs> delete the line where I wrote I kind of like the song. <laughs> I just I just removed the word like from my notes completely. I had <laughs> I, my two notes <laughs> my two notes for this song were like and then too long and repetitive at the end but that's kind of the reggae jam style I suppose so now the like has been removed the, 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 the smiley face has been turned upside down God damn it you're ruining it for me I, will, I, I think the best notes joke this police wrote was Kevin's unfinished. Like, I think it would be better if they didn't even bother finishing the sentence. It wasn't worth my time. Uh, I, w- I will say as much as we're ragging on this, I did like the chorus. Yeah, the way he sings it. Yeah, yeah there's like something is, is about nice. it. Yeah, one world like, is enough I feel for like all I'm, of us. The way, yeah. 
I feel like I'm watching Captain Ron or something. One of my favorite freaking Kurt Russell yeah. movies. Yeah. Just like some kind of B-list '80s, um, like kind of Jamaican. Like this was tr- like written for the movie, but it, like right. it just didn't work, or the movie just never right. got finished being made, or something. <laughs> like that's just what I think. I also feel like you know what, Sting. You know, he got a little bit too ahead of himself. He's like, you know what? That that social conscious stuff really yeah. worked out last time. So you know what I'll do? I'll write a song called One World Not Three. That'll like yeah. could, could you be any more in our face yeah. about it? Not like I I don't it's like he did it so much better on the last album. Where it's like, oh, you know, he's writing about something interesting, something that you wouldn't expect. Now it's like Bam! Listen to me. And I guess like, to be uh, fair, in his chronology, this is album four out of you know fifteen or whatever, however many songs he. So you know, he, he at least matured himself, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's no. just, yeah. It's just a shame that he has to bury it under so much fat. It it, it, it just Crisco. doesn't like. It, I will say <laughs> yeah. it doesn't help the song. Like you right. already have bit did it. it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You think it, it. Yeah, it's funny. And again, this came out, uh, this song came out with the year before. Like you think of a song like Biko and Peter Gabriel three. Now that's a song, social commentary and you feel it. Yeah. You, oh, feel, you feel the weight. Yeah, you feel the weight. You hear the, you hear the words. You just, yeah, you can close your eyes and you're like, yeah, there are some guys who know how to do that. And that's like, that's probably one of my favorite songs as far as if you want to call social commentary songs. But that one, it feels like you should be paying attention that it is important. We're here. It's like, I don't know, like, again, if I wasn't reading the lyrics here, I would think this is just another just like, oh, party jam. It's like, oh, it's actually a song about the haves and have, not, have nots. OK, I would have never guessed. <laughs> I didn't even go that far with this song. I, I'll, I'll still yeah. defend them in that, 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 you know, Peter Gabriel and Biko was what Peter, Ga- if you include the Genesis chronology, yeah. you know, that's what his eighth album or ninth or whatever. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, as far as, well, far as in the chronology of their of his career, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That thing is a lot earlier I, in his career. I yeah. will suppose that's a point. I'll give him a little bit more of a pass. But I'm not even time. gonna get there. I'm not even gonna get it there with yeah. that. Okay. That well, let's move on to Alex. Start typing your A. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Oh, he got me. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna move on to Omega Man. Is this the one? Incredible. Oh, it's this is the one, isn't it? Incredible song. The bottom of the Spotify charts. Yeah. This song, I, I did not know this song. Holy hell, this song is incredible. The verses are like the biggest warm blankets. Just that at that ha- that half step up on the bass. It just yeah. it just rocks just up there and like the 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 drumming during the chorus where he hits the the quick little hi-hat hits the 
oh yeah. man and then of course andy comes in with just like the weirdest guitar line but somehow know, it yeah. works over mm-hmm. this like majory song this is the track stocks on the rise people stocks on this, the rise you know what i was doing i i was i was scouring youtube for i'm like why doesn't Sting play this song live with Josh Freese on drums? Because, like, I looked everywhere. I was about to DM Josh and be like, dude, do you have a video of you playing the song? Because I need it now. <laughs> Get behind the kit at home and start Yeah, going. just do one of those, uh, what are this, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Trevor from Blink-182 who does the covers on oh, YouTube. Oh, Trev's. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sting, uh, anyway, Paging the, Sting, uh, put this in the live set now. Yeah, I will buy a ticket to a Sting show to see that. Um, the, the 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 outro here at two twelve is just magic. That that is just beautiful. That oh. really is that that it's why I listen. That's why I do this show. Is exactly. To discover yes. these kinds of moments. And, thank you. And you know, I thank God the synths are back. Just thank God the synths. But they're, are but they're back. really tasteful and too, and they're very fat. Yeah. They don't sound yeah. too dated. And and yeah. I like I, I get it. Like this is filler. Like it, it kind of is. Um, in terms of just like just the you know it is what you would normally see is filler. But you know what I discovered that I liked. I love cool filler that are burners and i just right. you know this is a weird comparison but this is the prime example of just great filler for me oh yeah yeah you know here, here, here we oh. it just i mean Iron Maiden, Deja Vu, total filler. What a great song. You know, you know it's so good. I love burners deep in the yeah. album that nobody yeah. pays attention to. What I just thought of, and, and yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's like not from a technical songwriting aspect. It's not like the most impressive song, but like kind of coming out of the, the slog that we had to get through. This mm-hmm. is yes. this like is the truth hits everybody of the album where it's that, oh, it's like a yeah. fan favorite but it's not like one of the biggest songs in the catalog, mm. but it's just super solid. And it's like, man, I wish they did more stuff like that. It's should, like this I was... should have been the closer. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. Maybe That's we can debate that question. The, yeah, let's but... debate that when we, when we get there. But yeah. I was so happy when we got to this because the last f- four songs or so... Like there's, you're just searching for the breadcrumbs, as oh, Chris likes to say. Like I, I, yeah, it's, it's like you give me the first four songs, which I'm really high on, and I think this is finally going to be the ten out of ten record I've been searching for. Then you hit me with the next four songs, which I'm like, God, please stop! Like I want to turn off the album. And then we get to this song, and I'm like, Oh man, you guys still have it. How? What kind of album is that? Yeah. Where you just start off, you're like, amazing. This is this is it. And then you get in this slump where you think you want to just rip the record off the right. turntable. And then finally you're like, where have you guys been? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the IPO. It's a weird journey. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it it's funny. I mean, like the last three or four songs you could say, I mean, we've at this up to this point have been essentially dehydrated with Horns. I mean, we're the we're the we're the slug being with salt and it would be with salt being poured on us, and the salt is are the horns, and so we're desperate, yeah, for this water that is. These the horns song. are bringing down my oxygen levels. Exactly. My O2 exactly. levels are getting low. 
I need some synth, guys. Yeah, there is, there is, He's turning blue. There, yeah. there was one funny thing about this. Just like put me in a chamber and just warming me up with some synth. What do they uh, call that? Uh, jaundice? <laughs> <laughs> go in the boom chamber. Get some synth. There was one thing that kind of made me laugh about this song. I cannot figure out what the hell this song is about. I read the lyrics. I don't sheet. care. Yeah, I don't I know. care. I don't mean to As long as it has those verses and that chorus, I don't give a crap. I, I, I think it was, it was just about him wearing Omega watches. It's yeah, just a big ad. And I would yeah, guess, and I'm just throwing this out there based on mm-hmm. the title, is that it just becomes like kind of like the uh, you know, the last man on earth or, or whatever, kind of like with technology or yeah. Skynet taking over and just kind of man right. being omega to technology the, you know i can't first, yeah. i can't find a live version of this song i don't think they ever played this it looks like andy oh. summers might have played it like on a solo tour like in 87 but what the hell guys this is the, the bottom the, of the spot you know what chart. this is this is like if you were in a police cover band, I would name my band the omega men and like i would make <laughs> sure this song is in there it's like the yeah. deep cut that, Every like, night. this needs to be played. Yeah. Well, listeners, it it's time to blow blue off the people. The other yeah. day, Pink Floyd, Goodbye oh, Blue yeah. Sky. This is the Goodbye Blue Sky. Absolutely. 100%. Of the police. All right. All right, everybody. I thought that was entertaining. Let's move on. Second to last track, Secret Journey. I will not argue with you that Omega Man is is the better song, in my opinion, but I do think that this song needs to be on the record because this is one that grew on me at the the 11th hour, Mm -hmm. and I saw that it was the last thing on the record, and I'm like, after Omega Man, I was kind of like a little let down because that song is so good, and then like the other ones behind it that come after it, it's just like, ah, but I, I finally... This one, like, kind of like an invisible sun, like it, it sunk in, and I got it. And Ghost in the Machine came out in was that eighty one? No, when did this album this come out? Eighty one, yeah, eighty one. Okay, so what I ended up hearing, and Kev, you may hear this, but um, I'm a huge fan of the band The Outfield, and their first record came out in eighty five, and. I feel like the outfield took a lot of inspiration from the kind of stylings of this song when they went darker. Cause you know, you got, you know, uh, your love, which is so majory and poppy and they can do that really bright thing. But also there's a lot of like darker 
stuff in the outfield catalog too. And I feel a lot of that sounds like this song and that's why I like it so much. Um, I, I think this is a cool song, honestly. I, I happen yeah. to like this one. I think you and I are perfectly aligned on uh, tracks nine and 10 here because this, I, I completely agree. I know again, you would not listen to this song and say, this is the greatest thing that has ever populated the earth. This is up there with the best of the best of 81, but it's just, it's atmospheric. Yeah. It's, it's it continues the theme of the album. Um, it's, it's got that perfected new wave, dark reggae sound that is so unique that only they can do. Yeah. And this is, yeah. I can't believe this is a single because this is the second least popular song on the album. Omega man, 1.5 mil, this 2.1 mil. Yeah, this is those one or two least most least listened to songs on the album according to Spotify. It's too well, bad. I am in agreement with you as well. This is one I was like, I wasn't sure what I was gonna get, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this darkness again. Mm-hmm. We had too much of these song titles that were dark, but this really bright stuff, and then here we got something that's really, it kind of lives up to the expectations here. Nothing groundbreaking, but exactly perfectly placed. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny that uh, that synth intro reminded me, uh, again, in a, in a genre way outside of yeah, of uh, synth rock, uh, uh, but uh, as far as those volume like synth swells, reminded me of like the beginning of Damaging from Master of Puppets. It just very and it goes on for mm. a while, and it's yeah. I don't. know, I'm all for. I, I guess I'm a yeah a whore for stuff like that. Yeah. You know what it so, kind of yeah. reminds me of is uh, Van Halen 1984. Yes, I did. Yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I would a have been dr- a little fine. drier though. Yeah, I would have been fine yeah. if they would have thrown the, like had they tossed those horns and had more experimental synth stuff. Even if people would have been like, "Oh, filler," or "Oh, that's really dated. That's '82." I would have been fine with it. That's they they could have used from some more forward experimentation rather than going back to the Wakacha era and especially just throwing in disco with, guitars. Especially with a title like "Ghost in the Machine." Yep, right. come on, oh, it's acceptable. And that, <laughs> that album cover. I mean, that's a great yeah. album cover. It's yes, such an early Fantastic. digital, and yeah, they didn't they didn't follow through with it. Not all the way, that's for sure. No, I like so. the uh, I also like that transition from the uh, the swells into like the main like riff that uh, that mm-hmm. Andy does. Yeah, you I know, gotta I, love I you gotta love a fade in opener. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't happen often, but when it happens and it's right. executed well, it's cinematic. It's like yes, yeah. <laughs> it's got main title feel all the way. <laughs> all right, well. Will they live up to the song title of Darkness with this track? kind of an interesting one that i really had to listen to a couple of times uh and it's funny for being stewart's sole contribution i think 
This is one of the few moments where, as far as the intent of the subject matter comes through, um, yeah, it almost has this weird, because again, it, this is what album four, I know the relationship with the band, uh, the interpersonal relationships aren't good. And it almost feels like Stuart's reflecting on like where they are in their success right now that the, yeah, like things were better before, like whatever is going on at this moment. Uh, it almost has a very self-deprecating, like I hate, yeah, kind of like where I'm, yeah, where I'm at. Uh, and it's weird the, the the vibe of the like the, the way that, that it's recorded because again I I started my comment out with saying that it's very cold sounding but I think it kind of reflects the sentiment of the uh, yeah again this is more of a fascinating kind of like you you can't approach it like a normal like like some of the other songs on this album because again it's it's very personal yeah it's very yeah yeah it's it's almost like a you could say like spoken word with just music in the background. Yeah, it's not a traditional kind of like what you've seen from Sting, just singing about like what's going on in the world or whatever. Uh, uh, but I think here again, I, I I don't necessarily come back to this, but I appreciate that Stewart brought something very unique and very kind of something out of left field uh, that you wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, it's not a comfortable song by any st- stretch, but uh, it's got this weird honesty to it. Uh, and again, it kind of has a little bit of like that early '80s Genesis feel to it, also. Um, off uh, like of, somebody, uh, and then there like, were the three or yeah. something or even duke maybe too yeah it's got that kind of yeah. very uh yeah yeah, yeah well you know the prayer i mean i know you guys love that album i mean i don't have to explain mm-hmm. it but uh yeah this is a where again this is uh, i guess you could say it's kind of stock on the rise just more for the uh kind of the un, uh, unexpected uh, uh approach that they took um and I, I believe in there i've heard i heard a little horn there was like, billy, yep. billy, billy, billy. like that's just how you use bit. it. That's right. how you could have yep. used them. You could have added to the texture. And, and you know, I agree with, with everything you said, Chris. Um, what I'll add is yeah. that I do like the, again, the circular bits, the mechanical watch mm-hmm. feel, especially with that bass drop. He does that several yeah. times, but not just over and over. It's There's more to it than just a straight repeating. Um, and I really strongly feel now that I listen to it and listen to it in order again that this should have been in place of Omega Man and, o- and Omega Man should have been the closer because mm-hmm. this is that part of the film where it's just bleak, black, you know, the right. robots have taken over, the machine has won, whatever. And Omega Man is that that last hope, like that individual going spirit living on in spite of the darkness. It's- that I get, I'm just mapping my own. Uh, interpretation right. of this over what they put out there, which is obviously not uh, accurate, but I just feel like in terms of how I interpret this, that would have been a more effective narrative. Yeah, it's what I agree kind of with what you say, because it's not, I mean, this is probably the first time where I'm not really disappointed with it as a song, uh, but you maybe, yeah, you're right, the placement might be kind of, uh, uh, but regardless, though, I yeah, I like it for its weird, where it's kind of cur- curveball approach, like it came out of left field, it's not it doesn't really, but again, I I think I just like its honesty. Like I, I don't know if that's what Stuart was meant, as far as like where it's just a very complex kind of slight at sting. I don't know as far as like it's like we were here, but now look where we are. Yeah, is is it really yeah. kind of worth all the emotional toil? Yeah. Chris, I don't think you could have put it any better for me. Yeah. So I pretty pretty much took what what I had to say, and this is what that there aren't many songs. I wouldn't say there aren't many. But it takes a song, really, to notice the lyrics and the first couple listens for me. Mm-hmm. And this is one I'm like, oh, 
okay, that's different. That's different than what I've been hearing. Right. So it, de- it definitely stuck out in that way. Yeah, it's, like, it's you said. like I said, like, like, okay, this is a closer. It's not like a whoa like that, but it's more like, okay, I, I appreciate it for what it, for what it is. Yeah. Not in the, again, not in the traditional sense, but I, I I'm not going to slight it yet because it, it does something yeah, that I wasn't expecting. And yeah, sure. yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. I can't, it's hard to explain, but you like, so you guys know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, All right, then. Closing up the track by track, Chris, take it away. Seven for the buy. Who is uh, getting the extra buy or terminate? And Chris, yeah. you got two on this record. Yeah, I think I might uh, use it here because uh, yeah, there were quite a few cool moments. Um, but anyway, all right, let's see where we got it. <laughs> all right, question number one. Um, all right, oh, and everybody, uh, their little sound effect yep. work. Okay, yeah, Alex, you're good? Okay, good, all right. Oh, he's ready. He's ready, all right. Okay, uh, question number one, uh, true or false? Uh, Sting wrote Invisible Sun about the political strife going on in Northern Ireland at the time. Uh, uh, uh. That, that, that was Mark. Uh, that's a truth. Yeah, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. The cool line in there, too, I surprised you didn't mention. I'd rather be uh, something about being in a government shark or something. There's a, some cool writing. Oh, yeah, I heard that. I remember hearing that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stood out. Okay, all right. Um, we got a multiple choice question here. Okay, which one of these songs was actually written by Sting during the Strontium 90 era? Uh, was it A, uh, The Omega Man? B, okay, hang on. Every- the what era? What? Uh, the Strontium 90, uh, 90. That was the band before. Oh, uh, okay, they, I got they, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it A, The Omega Man, uh, B, Every Little Thing, or D, Demolition Man? Yes, Mark. Ooh. Uh, Every Little Thing. It was yeah. a song from Before Police. Damn, I think. look yeah. at this guy. Mark's yeah. going for the sweet. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I got my two. Okay, here we go. Yeah. All right. Um, sit there, I, got, I, got, I got three balls. I'm going to wait for the pitcher to throw me a strike. Okay, Holding the go. bat and staring. All right. Okay, true or false. Uh, despite its success, the album only went to number two in the States. I'm not taking that bait. <laughs> Well, well, here, this is what I know. So it went number one in the UK and it went number two in the US. You are correct. Yeah, that's right. All right. Oh, a nice smile on that. A little smug <laughs> smile on that. Hey. Knowing both sides of the question. <laughs> both sides of the pond. Hey. He knew both. Oh. Okay. Mar- 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 Mark's driving around the subdivision. All of a sudden, you see some lights in his rear view window here. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that is. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here we go. All right. True or false? Um, according to a 1981 press release, uh, Sting mentions the sole concept of secret journey has to do with the idea that every man has to physically get out there and go on a journey to find themselves. True or false? God. You can let me know if you want me to repeat that. Yeah, repeat it, please. Okay, sure. Um, all right. According to a 1981 press release, uh, Sting mentions the sole concept of secret journey has to do with the idea that every man has to physically get out there and go on a journey to find themselves. All right, Mark. Mark got that. Um, I believe what I read about the signal is that it, it you, you said physical journey? Correct. Like that, it, that it's, it's, it's a mental journey. Uh, you, I'll, so, let, me, let me read it one more time. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it yeah, just so you, because it's kind of a complex question that I figured mm-hmm. I would challenge you. Okay, uh, Sting mentions the sole concept of secret journey has to do with the idea that every man has to physically get out there and go on a journey to find themselves. So I, I'm going to go with false on that because it's just like a a, a mental right. exercise. You, you are correct. 
Actually, oh, yeah, it, it was it, it was kind of both, but it was like I said. I that's why I put the word soul concept. I was trying to. I heard yeah. that, and I heard this. I, heard, the yeah, I, was, and Mar- and Mar- I, was, I was gonna buzz in for a soul. Okay, concept. but Mark, Mark yeah. caught that, so that was good. I'm glad he. Uh, okay, so Mark gets the ding, ding, ding. All, All right, all right. I I want it on this one. I know. Okay. So do I. I had a lot of questions on this one. Yeah, too bad we couldn't get to all of them. Well, but, okay. Uh, what yeah. else is interesting? What you got? So, what's the most interesting one you didn't ask? Um, you can just read the fact. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, Demolition Man actually was released as a uh, as a single prior to the police releasing it. He actually wrote it and gave it to somebody else. Uh, do you remember Grace Jones, that weird like androgynous actress from like the '80s? I think she was in one of the Bond movies in the '80s. Um, if you saw a picture of her, you would know. Yeah, she's very tall, very kind of almost like a female Bowie, like that kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, that they. She, oh that, yeah, that, Grace Jones. Yeah. yeah, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. They, she, she recorded a version before the police actually released it on as on their own, even though Sting did write it for, for that a I, weird series, that series I, of events. There's that iconic really? photo of her with a flat top and the suit jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Night, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I thought that was kind of, I know a lot of guys might, or people might not know that, but uh, I thought that was a weird. Um, Songs written by the band, but released as a single for another for, band. First, yeah, and yeah. then they released yeah. it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, okay, All we right. can move on, yeah. But Mark right, gets now, love it or flush it. All right, tonight's order is going to be Mark, Kevin, myself, and Chris. So open it up, track when spirits in the material world. Mark? Big love. Kev? Same here. Well, I was hoping to get two buys on this one, <laughs> and this would have been my first buy, but ah, you, you already know what it's going to be, yeah, so I, I'm I, just going to give yeah. this, well, yeah, I'm just going to give this one a strong love. It would be a buy, but since I only got one, I got to save it, so big love, Chris. Uh, yeah, same here. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, great little earworm. All right, track two, every little thing she does is magic, Mark. I kind of want to buy this one, but with only five or six or whatever buys and albums to get through, I feel like my story is a little cliche if I include something that is a hit as this was. So I'm going to pass on the buy and stick with a love. All right, Kev? Yeah, I'm going to stick with a big love as well. Same here, Chris. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be my first buy. This song is just too important to my musical development. Yeah, I still, every time I hear that intro, it just gets me. So, yeah, it's got to be it in the... It is fantastic. Yeah. It is fantastic. Yeah. All right. Track three, Invisible Sun, Mark. Also a big love and uh, appreciate the darkness that they took and the confidence of which they took it very early on in the record. All right, Kev. You know what? This is going to be my buy. I, 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 I could see it. Yeah. It was my undiscovered gem, and I love pulling those things out of the rough. So here it is. All right, this will get a love from me as well, Chris. Um, you know, so this was initially going to be my second buy, but uh, just in our discussion, I'm going to switch that for something later uh, that you won't expect. But uh, so this will be an enormous love for me, just shy of a buy. Chris buying rehumanized. That's what I know. Yeah, <laughs> one world. Um, okay, track four, hungry for you, Mark. Uh, I don't think anybody helped pull this one out of the bowl for me, so get the handle ready. It's going to be used. We're making a beeline to the P line, and it's starting with Hungry for You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's, start, it's starting with this. <laughs> oh, God. Kev? 
Chris's rubber glove. Nice. I'm gonna use it. It's uh, gonna get a love. Yeah. You're just holding off the inevitable. Yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah. This one's getting the lightest of squeezes because it's under three minutes. If it was any longer, mm. it'd be gone. Chris. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a love. I'm not. I'm not gonna totally trash it. It's probably the. Mo- the most melodic horn on here. Yeah, that actually yeah, all has some the body horn to it. songs, it's the yeah. best. So yeah, you got like half, 50% of the album is at least horn songs. Yeah. This has got to be the best. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah. I still agree. Uh, Chris, did you go on this one? Uh, yeah, he yeah, gave I it said, a love. I gave it oh, okay. a love, yeah. gave it a love. All right. Mm-hmm. Track five, Demolition Man, Mark. Ah, flush him. Goodbye, Demolition Man. <laughs> wow. Demo man got demoed. I, oh, I like I'm keeping this one around. I love it. It is long, but I like it. Chris. Uh, yeah, it does too many things wrong, uh, even though it is, uh, even though I do kind of like the lyrics. But yeah, I got to flush it, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Track six, too much information. Mark? Uh, this is the one that gets the T for me. Anytime you have inspired me to write... <laughs> I love when he talks. He, the sound effect goes, and then he doesn't wait for it to calm down. He just talks over it. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you can inspire me to write toneless misery in my notes, you are most definitely getting a T. That song is a root canal. <laughs> mm-hmm. There we go. The silent flush. It's 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 stuck. It's stuck in my head at the moment, so it gets the like keeping it around. It's catchy. Somebody's trying to slide into Stuart Copeland's DMs, isn't he? Someone's trying. We're on too much information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna pull out my the second or third launch key. Yeah, it's it's gone. This one's gone too. It doesn't deserve it. To live and I, <laughs> I, I, I'm singing oh. it in my head as we speak. All right, track seven, rehumanize yourself, Mark. Flush it. <laughs> oh. Kev? I've waited a while to do this. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. All right, now the clay the claymores are are placed all around it. Light it up. <laughs> wow. Hey, Chris. What do I want to do with this? Uh, this is the buy. Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> no, this is not. No, uh, I'm gonna give this a light squeeze. Jesus. Uh, I like how it's 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 a little bit more melodically pleasant than too much information, but even as stupid as it is, like <sighs> yeah, I I can't kill it or flesh it. Yeah. All right. Track eight, one world, not three. Mark? Uh, I could appreciate dimly in the hands of another producer that this might have just the tiniest bit of potential, but I just don't have enough patience for it at this time. Certainly after five of them, so this gets a glaring flush. Kev? I'm not going to wait for the last flush to go. <laughs> it deserves a sequence. <laughs> I, I was about to pull. I was about to pull it out from oh, Kevin, but I have a little something to say. The 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 uh, discussion took it from a like to a flush. So, 
You gotta flush some of these horns, Alex. Come it's on. gone. It's gone. Yeah, I'm loving uh, the first three. Because I, I do I do like the chorus, so I'm gonna give it a real light squeeze on this one. Uh, yeah, that really got stuck in my head. By the way, uh, can we can we notice? Um, I've been looking over the love it or flush it chart, and besides this album, Chris has almost used the minimum amount of flushes. Very interesting. Not not that it's a bad thing, but it's just a, been a very interesting. Yeah, progression. I mean, between demolition man, too much information. I mean, rehumanize was a real like. I mean, that was pushing the like the light squeeze. I mean, that was almost like a like a like a. Barely a fist bump, but yeah, but there was, I, I felt, I, I would have felt guilty totally killing it off or drowning it in the sewers. <laughs> track, track nine, Omega Man. Mark, what are we doing? Let's get it started with the bye. Let's get it rung up for me. Cap? Uh, I'm going to give it a love. I don't have another bye, so just a big love for me. Cash it in. Buy it up. Chris? Uh... Yeah, this was a huge stocks on the rise for me. Just such a unique song. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to save my buy, but I'm going to give it an enormous love. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Track 10, I like Secret Journey. Mark? Uh, another big love from me. I would give this one a stocks on the rise, actually. This is everyone else's discussion. Oh, okay. Brought up a positive opinion I already had of this one. Kev? Uh, yeah, same here. Big love. I will give it a love as well, Chris. Yeah, same here. Really, real big love. Yeah. Uh, All right, the final song on the album, Darkness, Mark. And although it's out of order, I feel it belongs in my my film on the police. It goes before, uh, well, you know what? It might go after. Taking Chris's correct interpretation of the strife within the band, I feel like you have to include that in the narrative because they only have one album left and how appropriate to end what I will be buying on the next album uh, right before that with Darkness. So ring this one up for me, my second buy. Ooh, Kev. Uh, gonna be a big love for me, actually. I quite like this almost coda to the album and where we're going, so big love. <sighs> Sorry, Chris. This one's getting the flush for me. If he was silent on it, you knew something was coming. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is kind of the first time that I'm kind of taking a page from Mark's playbook as far as I mean it, it, melodically it's not necessarily my favorite but I love what it did for the album and just knowing where the band was uh, and that's why I'm going to be that's going to be my second buy actually I was just the song, the song just fascinated me yeah, and, uh, I appreciated that especially coming from Stuart I, yeah, I know he gets kind of it was nice to see that he actually came through with a, a song that kind of eclipses a lot of what Sting was doing on here yeah because I, it was I honest, enjoy yeah. I have to say, Chris, I enjoyed the deep cut by as well as I yeah. enjoyed the deep cut by yeah. for Omega yeah, Man. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I like, in, like I said, Invisible Sun was and it was going to be my my second buy, and then I'm like, no, I gotta I gotta be a little bit more mature here because this is a more mature kind of yeah sure album. Sure. Yeah, you know what's so. interesting about the way that this shook out is that looking at the chart, despite the absolute putrefaction that we had in the middle of this record. Every song managed to at least scrape by with somebody. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was not not every there was every, at least one song. Every song got at least a love from somebody, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. Maybe this that album is. is a bit more universal than we thought. You know, the, some people like some parts, other people like other parts, but nobody hates the whole thing except for me. Um, yeah, I hated every 
horn, every song with a horn on it. <laughs> but you know, maybe that makes me understand why people say that this is on that desert island list of 500 albums, you know, 200 British albums, 100 albums of the 80s. This one tends to be on that list, at least according to large, yeah, I guess, big box critics. Um, so, you know, that's that, I suppose. But we're going to close this one out because next album is our last. Police is going to give us all they have left as a group. Uh, they have one more album left in them, uh, one of the best-selling albums of the group. Uh, I'm trying to look up the date here because I'm looking at the singles, and the first one was 1983. So yeah, I think 83. I think it came out. It was the, the first time. I think the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think it was the first time they actually took a couple of years to put out the next one. Yeah, instead sure. Of like well, year. you know what? Was the time they finally took to make an album worth it or is it just something you never really need to hear again maybe too top heavy maybe too uh what's the word saccharine i don't know we'll find out next hey, with our final police album hey, hey mark uh yeah one last thing anybody changing their uh, reviews oh you know what oh. yeah actually um it's okay. it's interesting but i'm actually gonna bump mine down to a six a full oh, really? point from alex usually the positive one in the group I think I might boost mine actually to an eight. I don't know. There's just something, there were things in the discussion that made me appreciate it and a little bit more aside from the horns. I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, yeah, that brings it, that keeps it from a better, if it wasn't for the horns, it probably would have gone even higher. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to appreciate here. Um, I mean, three out of 11 songs, I mean, which I pretty much hated uh, for the most part, but that out of 11, that's still a pretty good score. That's close to an eight. So mm -hmm. Yeah. Kevin sticking at a seven. Let's see. Well, I like seven out of eleven of them. Give me a six point five. Okay, uh, Number, I'm sticking no. at four point five. I don't think that even you know the songs that were bad were not good songs to begin with. Even if they took a synthy contemporary direction with it, I just feel like they could have cut. I mean, I would have if I had two buys and two terminates. I definitely would have been throwing those around. I, uh, I, I actually have a last minute uh, trivia, a little thing here. Um, Omega Man was supposed to be the first single on the album, but Sting said no. Yeah, that that's a little too kind of get it together weird to think about. It, huh? okay. Yeah, and I don't so, think they've ever played it live. <laughs> he's never played it live. I think he's got something against this song. So is he the one repressing the uh, views on Spotify? Is he the one? Maybe yeah, sure I don't know. They, a little at a, uh, oh, well, it's a, a, a great deep cut. And if you enjoyed that, then uh, that's what you enjoy our show for, just finding those deep cuts and finding them in the context. It means more in the context of their story to find when they come up with something that just really connects with you that you would have never thought of or you know is to chris's point with darkness that you would have uh, never really appreciated if it not if you had not been evaluating it in the moment of time that the band was also in so like i said we'll be closing it out next week and talking about what discography we might do next we got a lot on our plate maybe got some changes coming to the show so if you stuck around this far i'm sure you like us so we'll be changing it up on you hopefully it won't uh you know you'll stick around with us and yeah please like rate review do all that good stuff and help us uh get more listeners so we can uh, maybe bring a little bit more uh, a spice to the show we'll see how it goes but uh, next week synchronicity 1983 we will take you there and close out the police see you